Recorded live. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord God. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. We're just waiting for others to get on the line. Brother Mark, are you on the line? Yes, I am. Amen. Am I coming through? Amen, you are. We're just waiting for others to get on the line with us. Thank you, Lord God. Glory to God. Glory to God. Glory to God. Glory to God. Thank you, Jesus. Glory to God. Thank you, Lord God. Thank you, Paul. I wish you give your name to praise. Glory in the honor. Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Thank you, Lord God. Amen. Elder, did we make a decision on this? Me or you? Amen. It's going to be you, Pastor. Oh, it's going to be me. Okay. Amen. Amen. Well, praise the Lord, everybody. We do, do thank and praise God for a new day, amen. This is the day that the Lord has made, amen, and we shall rejoice, or we should have been rejoicing in this day and being glad in it, amen, because I tell you, God is who he said he is today, amen. Not that he wasn't yesterday, but this is a new day that he's made, and he is who he said he is today, amen, and that's in our lives, amen. Though we may have gone through hell today, Amen. Though our issues and circumstances may have taken us through so much today, but amen, we serve a God that was on the scene. We serve a God that was right there to say, I am that I am, and I'm here because the battle belongs to me, not to us, not to you, not to me. Amen. So I tell you, God is such a good God. He sure is. When we begin to entreat the word of God, and begin to love his word and to love the way he does things. I tell you, he's more than enough. He is more than enough. And he is greater than all to fight the battles of this life, this thing that we have called life, individually, corporately, amen. And however it has to be, God will be God in our situation. Amen. I was study tonight, amen. We have tonight our brother Mark Harley, amen, and he's going to teach our study tonight. And his his portion on this battle called life, your life, is, is called, amen, let me make sure I got it right. It's called spiritual weapons and armor, amen, of used in the battle called life. Okay, I'll say it again. The spiritual weapons and armor used in the battle called life. Amen. Used in each one of our battles. Amen. 
when the Lord God comes on the scene. This is what, you know, he's going to teach us tonight. He's going to, he's going to ensure us tonight and assure us tonight that, amen, that the weapons of our warfare are not carnal, amen, but they're mighty through the pulling down of the strongholds in Christ Jesus, amen, in our Lord and Savior, amen. And he's going to just give us the word of God on how to do this, amen. You may say, well, I already know this now, but the thing is, if you know it, do you have the victory? Glory to God. If you know it, amen, there's the enemy giving you a run for your money in defeat. If you know it, do you have the victory? So, amen, we're going to introduce Brother Mark Carley, amen. Brother Mark, you there? Yes, ma'am. Amen. And we, we want to listen tentatively, amen, to the word of God as the Lord used his brother to begin to tell us about the spiritual weapons and armor used in the battle called life. God bless you, brother. God bless you. Um, so, yeah, uh, again, today I'm going to be talking on the difference uh, spiritual weapons and armor used in this battle called life. And going back to the Second Corinthians 10 and 4, and it's again saying that the weapons of this warfare are not carnal, but mighty in God for pulling down strongholds, casting down arguments and every high thing that exalts itself against the knowledge of God, bringing every thought into captivity to the obedience of God. Now, in battle, it's very recommended and highly encouraged to go into a battle with uh, armor and weapons, or else you're just going to just there and you're just going to lose the fight automatically because the enemy is going to overpower you with weapons and everything. But, again, going back to that scripture, it's saying that no, uh, no carnal or mechanical weapons in the natural world can be used because this is a spiritual war. This is spiritual warfare, and um, and in, uh, and we need spiritual weapons and armor in this battle that is our lives. Again, our weapons are not of this warfare are in our life are not physical. Therefore, uh, we can't use it in the flesh. Um, what we you know what we have here on earth. Um, we can't use uh, flesh and blood, family, friends, cursing, being vindictive, and arguing because those are all uh, weapons of the flesh, and at the end of the day, they're weapons of the enemy. Um, whenever we use these weapons, we, uh, we, put thing, we put our faith in other things other than God. And at the end of the day, when we put our faith in those other things, we're saved uh, by like having our family fight our battles or standing up for ourselves and be, uh, cursing and uh, demeaning the other people. Um, we, uh, we're we're uh, showing that not only that we don't need God at all um, and, or that God is not enough for us. That's why, again, we um, cannot fight this on a fleshly, on, in the fleshly realm here. A lot of those weapons... I'm sorry, Brother Mark. Yes, ma'am. I, I want. I just want to express that uh, 
that comment that you made. So, in other words, you mean to tell me that, um, and, and you know, to give you time to loosen up a little bit. They get so. In other words, cussing cussing is not going to win a fight for me in 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 my battle called life. You mean to tell me that 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 every time I get mad at a person and I begin to try and handle things my way. You know, by setting traps, rolling my eyes, uh, denying that person of anything, depending on that person's relationship with me, whether it's just a coworker not doing my job or whatever. So, in other words, you're telling me that these things are not going to win that battle, whatever battle I got going on in my life toward or against that person. Do you mean to tell me that it's just not going to work? Correct. Because, again, uh because again, it's uh, fighting it on a in, a in the world, so to speak, fighting on a fleshy thing, and you totally stepping um getting in the way of the Lord working in whatever situation that uh, that is going on. Mm-hmm. Amen. Amen. And a lot of those, and again, a lot of those weapons are uh, a main weapon from the enemy is the uh, weapon of insecurities. Uh. Using insecurities that you have uh, to, like, whatever you, so to speak, uh, try to defend yourself or feeling the need to cut somebody out or feeling the need to go out and do bad things, harm somebody or have that thought to do that. It's all um, it's all of the uh, a weapon of insecurities where you look and you use that time to reflect upon yourself to take that to the cross in prayer to think, okay, why did I feel like I had to defend myself or why do I mm-hmm. uh, why do I feel I needed to step up in this situation? Mm-hmm. And then the Lord can tell you um that you maybe that you feel like you're lacking a certain area. You can work mm-hmm. with him and within his word uh to bring, build yourself back up so to speak. To fill in those gaps that you feel like you may be insecure in certain areas. Amen. Amen. So again so again, being that uh, we can't fight this uh, battle on the flesh, on the flesh, um, with uh, we have to fight it in the spiritual realm. So first thing that we need in this battle is armor, mm-hmm. and I like, to, and I like to turn to Ephesians six, chapter six, verse ten. Uh-huh. We probably want to get there. Amen. Amen. Okay, I'm just going to read all the way to uh, verse 13. Finally, my brother, my brethren, be strong in the Lord and in the, in the power of his might. Put on the whole armor of God that you may be able to stand against the wiles of the, the, wiles of the devil. For we do not wrestle against flesh and blood, but against principalities, against powers, against the rulers of darkness of this age, against spiritual hosts of wickedness in the heavenly places. Therefore, take up the whole armor of God, and you may be able to withstand in the evil day, having done all to stand. Uh, Before I go on, are any comments, questions, concerns? Amen. I'm just enjoying the study, brother. Amen. So what I'm going to do is just break down uh, the different types of armor that we should use in this spiritual warfare that is our lives. 
in verse 14 of uh, uh, Ephesians, same uh, chapter, it says, Stand therefore, having girded your waist with truth, having put on, yeah, for, uh, stand therefore, having girded your waist of truth. Now, uh, let me break that down for a bit. Um, the girding of the waist, back then in the Roman fighting, it was uh, the practice of gathering loose clothing. Um, a lot of them had, like, tunics and robes and everything. And the whole girding is, uh, is like, t- like uh, tightening up a belt, uh, making sure that that loose clothing is uh, cinched in tight. So whenever mm-hmm. you get to close quarter combat, you're able to move around without being hindered by, uh, by your clothing or anything. Mm-hmm. And uh, by girding our waist and truth, Truth is the belt that pull that uh, pulls all spiritual loose ends within us. It's a sincere commitment to the fight and to win without hypocrisy, self-discipline, and devotion to victory. And without having that truth in us, we cannot tighten that belt, so to speak, and uh, lose clothing. And we may get hindered by something that by not um, by something that we may be told a long time ago or a little white lie or something, or you see that how um, when people tell lies and stories, they uh, they have to try to keep up with it and everything. And by having this belt tightened tighten up on us, we are able to move around within the spirit. Mm-hmm. The next thing is having uh, having put on a breastplate of righteousness. Now, the breastplate is pretty much the covering on the chest, the body, um, and it protects all the vital organs, the heart, the stomach, intestines, and everything like that. It is important because righteousness slash holiness is a distinct uh, trait of God himself and the chief protection uh, protection of Satan and his schemes. As believers, live in obedience to and compute. Let me say that again. As believers live in obedience and communication with Jesus, his own righteousness in him, his own righteousness within them produces practical daily righteousness becoming their becoming their breastplate. Mm, amen. Um, and without that uh, protection, we're open to any attacks. So if we only have the upper chest protected with righteousness or half our hearts protected with righteousness, the bottom part can still be affected by a sphere of doubt or by by some uncertainty and everything. So we need the full breastplate of righteousness to defend against all attacks. Any Amen. questions? Anything else? Amen. Amen. Let me understand what you said. So the breastplate is it serves as righteousness, like the bre- the breastplate. It serves like as righteousness, and the belt serves as truth. Is what I understood. Yes, ma'am. Amen. That, that's that's all right. So in other words, we we need to be able to put on the truth like a belt, and it and it begins to hold us up down down there and girdle us up around there in that area. And then when we put on the breastplate, we put on the the breast breastplate, it, as you said, it protects the heart, the lungs, and all that kind of stuff, but that's the righteousness of that breastplate. It, it protects us. Did I understand that right? 
Yes, ma'am. All right, that sounds good. I like that. I like that. I like the way that sounds. I'm gonna feel. I'm gonna feel heavily armored tomorrow. Then is the Lord <laughs> week. I'm telling you, but I'm serious. I I can see that. I can see that in the spirit realm. And, and I'm telling you, I I can I can see that. And it ain't heavy either. I like that. Amen. Amen. <laughs> Amen. It's not. It's not heavy. Anybody else got a comment? Anybody else saw that? Did they see Amen. that? Amen. Amen, Pastor. Amen. I like the way you say that bell. Amen. When that thing is tightened up, that little white lie, or that you know those little things that ease in. We say that's just how I am. If you got on that bre- that that belt cinched tight with truth. Amen. You won't be able to tell that little white lie. Amen. Because the truth is residing around there now. The truth is leading and guiding you. Mm-mm-mm-mm. Isn't that something? That's something right there. Amen. And that thing needs to be stitched tight. Like he say, if the anything is loose, amen, that's how the enemy is getting a foothold. Amen. That's how he's throwing you. You're tripping over something because that thing wasn't tight. Yeah. Yeah, because as he said, as he said, with the little white lie or the lies or whatever, compromise also lies on the line of lying. Amen. Amen. So therefore, all of those are, are entrances; those are accesses for the enemy. But when you got on that belt, that that, that belt of truth, oh God, I could just see the the, the notches in it. And and so, in other words, my size, your size, or nobody else's size will make a difference because there's a notch that will lock in truth once you fasten that belt to you. Isn't that something? I like that. Amen. And tell it to you. Amen. I'm trying to tell you. I'm trying to tell you. And my situation in the spirit realm. Amen. 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 And when he said about the breastplate there, amen, amen, like you say, you can have the top portion covered and not the bottom portion. Amen. With my whole heart, the scripture tells us, with my whole heart have I sought thee, O God. Amen. Because if, if, if we got just part, portion of that thing, we've given God a part of the heart, amen, then you're operating in your own will, in your own flesh with that other part. Amen. And we know that both of them ain't going to really reside there anyway. Amen. Either you're going to love one and hate the other. Amen. So either you're going to stand for the truth or you're going to stand for a lie. That's why we need to put on, like he's saying, the whole armor of God. Amen. Amen. Anybody else got a comment? Question? Amen. They must be wearing their belt and stuff. Amen. I'm sorry. I just wanted to say that I really enjoyed the study so far. Amen, amen. God bless you, sir. Okay. Uh, moving mm-hmm. on to the next piece, uh, verse for, verse 15. And having shod your feet with the preparation of the gospel of peace. Mm. Mm. <laughs> now, this is probably one of my favorite uh, pieces right here because of all the uh, things that it entails. Mm. Uh, the shodding of your feet, um, back then, uh when soldiers went into battle, they wore these shoes sort of uh, comparable to uh, cleats in today's age, uh, soccer cleats, football cleats, or whatever. Um, but uh, there are shoes that they wore that gripped the ground. Mm. Um, they were able to move during combat. Um, so uh, able to, you know, just step into whatever that they're uh, whatever field that they are battling on. Um, 
be it uh, any kind of terrain, be it even, uh, even, muddy, paved, uh, clear, sand, whatever. It, they have these shoes that are able to grip the ground here. Now, one thing I'd like to, I'm going to come back to is uh, that these shoes, being that these shoes are gripped on the ground, they were able to stand and whatever, withstand anything. So whenever the ch- enemy is uh, charging after them, char- charging at them, they're able to stand their ground with their shields up and their their spears or whatever weapon that they're working with. They're able to stand firm and those uh, with those shoes on. Mhm, mhm. And then I, uh, one thing that I like about this verse is the fact that the word shod. Mm-hmm. Um, some people might not know this, but shod is like one of those old English words or whatever that they used for to describe in the process of putting on horseshoes on horses. Um, so, so horses are like the one of the most powerful domesticated animals we can we uh, have. Um, they use for farming, use for racing, or whatever. They're like uh, I'm not really sure on horses, but they're very heavy. And um, what I've heard, they're very expensive. And but again, they're able to do all these things. But the only thing that the only downside that they have is their feet. Um, that if anything happens to them, sometimes being that they're walking a lot, uh, they, their hooves might crack or whatever. And then you have a pretty much a very expensive animal that you can't do anything with because it's going to take a lot of time for them to heal because their feet their feet are injured. Mm-hmm. So uh, they back then they uh, well still now they put these horseshoes on them, but they don't use uh, glue or whatever. They don't use something that's temporary that they as soon as they start walking they might lose a shoe and then the their feet are the feet are hurting again. So they uh, shotting is the process again of nailing their horseshoes uh, mm-hmm. through their feet. Mm-hmm. Um, and with that process, we need to also shod our sh- shod our feet in the same type of manner, because right. again, we're going to go through all kinds of terrain, um, uh, all kinds ca- all kinds of terrain facing the enemy, and we need to be able to not only stand uh, stand firm when the enemy attacks, but stand our ground without our shoes ever coming off, and with those <laughs> shoes uh, nailed in, so to speak. They're unable to fall off and everything. We're able to fight on with the battle. We're able to stand uh, during whatever attack that may be coming. Amen. Amen. You know I got something to say. Amen. Amen. <laughs> Amen. Can I say something? Go ahead. Amen. Uh, when you mentioned the word shod, and, and we know that, that, that horses have to have the the, um, the horseshoes on and stuff like that. And like you said, they nail them in now and stuff like that. I watch a lot of Westerns too, so I know that by that. But the, but when you said shod with the gospel of peace, God, I love you, Jesus. Uh, I, I picture peace, amen. Like, like you said, it, it's like a, a, a cleat, you know, that we have. And the, and the cleat is designed to be able to go through any type of terrain. So peace becomes personified. Peace becomes what we need it to be to shod our feet. Amen. To 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 nail itself to our feet. And 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 like I said, and in it, in that it can become like a cleat to our feet to be able to go on any type of terrain. 
whether it's hilly, rocky, you know, soggy, whatever the case may be, but it's peace. Peace becomes that. And and, and, and in the spirit realm, we should be able to have our feet shod. Amen. Nailed to. Peace should be able to be nailed to us like a horseshoe on our feet as we walk through each day that the Lord give us based upon going to work, driving, going to the grocery store, cleaning the yard, whatever the case may be. I love this, Brother Mark. Go ahead. <laughs> and, again, that uh, the, uh, also with the peace, um, it's the peace that knowing that God is fighting for us. Yeah, but God yeah. is on our side in this battle, and yeah. God is the conqueror of all things, be it in the, mm-hmm. in the in the all things in the spiritual realm and all things in all things ever. Yeah. So knowing that, having that peace, having that, um, having that trust of uh, just standing standing firm and everything, uh, we able to again just stand whatever. Mm-hmm. All right. So, and then uh, verse 16, above all, taking the shield of faith, which will be able to quench all fiery darts of the wicked one. Now, uh, first I had to look up a verse on faith, which is in uh, Hebrews 11 and 1. Now, faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. So, again, having a shield of faith, faith is the believer's continual trust in God's word and promise. Mm-hmm. It is necessary to protect them from temptation and sin. And this faith shield, um, again, uh, referring to like the Romans, um, Roman shield, is, protects us from all the Satan's fiery darts of doubt, uncertainty, and temptations of the flesh. Mm-hmm. So with that faith shield, we're able to, whenever a situation comes up, whenever the enemy throws a dart um, uh, at us, for instance, saying that, oh, uh, I'm not, I don't have enough money, I'm not going to be able to pay my, uh, pay my bill next week, those are darts being fired. But mm-hmm. having that shield of faith, knowing that God is, can, will, can and will come through, you're able mm-hmm. to defend against that dart. You're able okay. to defend against any uh, um, uncertainty, I'm not sure if I'm going to make it to the day. I'm not sure. Yeah. If, uh, I'm not sure what's going to go on. But that yeah. uh, that shield of faith, able to protect again and deflect those uh, those darts um, and temptations of the flesh. Mm-hmm. Again, having that shield is able to uh, deflect any of those things there. <laughs> and verse 17, and take up. And take the helmet of salvation and the sword of the Spirit, which is the Word of God. Mm. Now, first, the helmet of salvation um, is pretty much the covering of the head. It's very recommend again, going into any battle, it's very recommended that you have a covering on the head because just as important as the body is with vital organs, uh, the head, which encases the brain, is, a very, is very um, needed for us to be living. Uh, the head controls everything, um, but uh, to surround it with salvation. Without the Word of God, we uh, submit to thoughts, and 
But uh, to have that mind of salvation, uh, we go to the scripture saying that, let the same mind be in you as is in me, Christ Jesus. Mm-hmm. We need that same mind to knowing. Hold on for a second. We need that have that mind of salvation. Um, Jesus. Amen. So with uh with that with our minds, we have to um, be able to con- uh, have it under control because Satan wants to curse the believer with doubts against mm-hmm. sending those fiery doubts and everything. Um, but with that helmet of salvation, Christians can be strong. And God's promise of eternal salvation in his, in his word and the scriptures. And that security is a fact, assurance, and a feeling that comes with being, obedient, being a, the obedient Christian. Mm-hmm. Amen. Mm-hmm. And last but not least, again, the uh, sword of the spirit. And back then, this is the uh, soldier's only weapon. Um, in our, in now, uh, our spiritual weapon is the Word of God. Yes, it is. I look at those times where it is, where how we should use it, um, use the Word of God as the uh, as our weapons. And uh, let's go back to Matthew chapter four. Give everyone a chance to get there. Mm-hmm. And this is where uh, Jesus is in the garden, and he's being tempted by Satan right before he's... Um, in the wilderness, man. He was in the he's, wilderness. He was in the wilderness. Yeah, he was in the wilderness, and he's being uh, tempted by Satan at that time. But many times... When uh, Satan tempted Jesus as uh, turning the stones into bread, Jesus responded that it is written, man should not live by bread alone. And the next one, where uh, verse 5, where he says that uh, um, he should give you you angels charge over you, and then the hands bear you up, lest you dash your foot against the stone. Jesus says to them, it is written again. You should not tempt the Lord that God, your God. And again, the devil took him up exceedingly high mountain and showed him all the kingdoms of the world and their glory. It mm-hmm. said to them, all these things I will give to you if you will fall down and worship me. And again, Jesus said, uh, away with you, Satan, for it is written, you shall worship the Lord your God and him only shall you, shall you serve. And these uh, these statements, God is uh, Jesus is using His armor as um, again going back to the, uh, the the shoes. He's using His armor to stand firm, and this sword, which uh, which is the Word of God, saying that it is written. And in many times there. Amen. So he's uh, using, so he's not only standing firm, but he's using the sword with assurance and confidence. See, when you're swinging a, any weapon or holding a holding a gun or hold, swinging a sword, 
you can't be just uh, swinging it and, uh, I don't know if it's going to really hurt anybody. I don't know if it's going to hit anything. You know, again, you know, uh, your, whatever weapon you're working with is probably really strong and everything. So you can't be being unsure of swinging a sword or can't be unsure of holding a, holding a gun because the thing's going to probably backfire and hurt you really badly. In those, um, in those statements, Jesus is using the word, but he's uh, saying it in uh, with confidence, conviction, knowing that whatever, he's, whatever, it's said, whatever is written is going to work. Whatever is written, whatever is said, is uh, coming, back with, coming through with power and conviction, knowing that that weapon is going to defeat whatever enemy he's uh, going against. That's right. Any comments, questions? Amen, amen. I like that part there where you say, amen, you got to be standing firm when you use that word. Amen. You got can't be unsure about if it's going to work or not. Amen. Because the enemy is counting on that doubt. Amen. He's counting on you not being sure about God being your God. Amen. He's counting on this and he's going to push again. So in order to, to, to for this word to work, we got to stand firm and we cannot take down. It is written. Amen. And then this word goes out and do what God says it's going to do. Amen. That word, word is our weapon. Amen. It is our defense. Amen. The enemy cannot stand against the word of God. And we have to be sure and solid in that word that it can fight for us. Amen. Amen. Now I want to I want to go back and, and with that helmet, that helmet of salvation. Amen. Because when we when we put on a helmet, we are protecting our head. The brain is an organism that sends the functions, the pulses, and all that kind of stuff. But the heart, the heart is where the thoughts are coming from, going up to the brain, and the brain, you know, basically orchestrates what the heart is saying. And it sends it also that message also to the limbs of the body, you know, to work and do whatever the brain is saying do. But the thoughts are coming from the heart, and our heart is already protected and covered by that breastplate. But the helmet, the helmet is is, is actually, you know, a, a good a good process process of of the Word of God too. Because see, and as we learn the Word of God, Amen, and as we Put, hide the word in our heart as we perceive the word that 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 brain begins to send that function. In other words, in other, other words, for me to be able to use the sword of salvation, which means it got to come out of my mouth. Okay, it's got to be able to operate from the from the from the command from the from the orders that have been sent from my brain. Amen. And I, I love the I love the way the word of God covers us. Amen. Because and, and it is true. The Bible teaches us to let this mind be in you, which is also in Christ Jesus. Amen. In a spiritual sense, the Lord wants us to know that the same mind that Christ Jesus used, amen, is the same mind that we must be able to have. But the scripture also gives us the demonstration of a helmet in the spirit realm. That's what that that word is, is like a helmet. The word of God can become this whole this whole armor, it, it becomes the whole armor. It's just a matter of knowing how to use that armor and knowing where your protection is, where your protection lies in that armor. 
Amen. So I, I appreciate that that breakdown like that, Brother Mark, because and the sword of the spirit we know is the word, but the word has to be in our heart to be able to come out of our mouth. Amen. Amen. And it does. And that word comes out like a two edged sword. Amen. And it comes with fire when we're speaking it by faith. When we're using faith to speak that word of God, the enemy only hears and sees the Lord Jesus Christ. All he sees, because he, he knows that's God's word. But when we speak that word by faith and begin to put it out there, amen, the same way, in faith, I tell you, he has to flee. He has to understand that that word is just not coming from the person that he's trying to buffet. Amen. So this, this is this is really good. I, I appreciate this. I thank God for you. But the word of God overall, you know, it, it becomes everything that we need. We just need to make sure we have the strength of the word. Amen. To be able to use the word. Because the word of God itself carries a strength all by itself. But that strength is God. Amen. Glory. Amen. Amen. Are there any comments? Huh? I was asking anybody else, did they have any more comments or questions? Some people just sitting there on the line like they ain't there and stuff. So, you know, we want to give them an opportunity to say something. Amen. So I'm going to move on. Um, so being that we have the armor and the weapons, how are we going to uh, fight the spiritual battle? Uh, right. Going back. Going back to uh, back to the, uh, the the um, I'm sorry the the feet and the preparation that are shod with the uh, gospel of peace. Uh-huh. And, it, and this uh, whole uh, text here, um, verse I'm sorry, verse 10 through 17, the word "stand" is said about um, three times in about five or six verses. That's one thing that we do have to do is stand firm in the fact and knowing that, again, God is on our side and he fights mm-hmm. our battles for us. Amen. Going back to uh, 1 Samuel 17 and 45, uh, then David said to the Philistine, you come with sword, with spear, and with a javelin, but I come to you in the name of the Lord of hosts, the God of the armies of Israel, who you've defied. Another... Another uh, verse that uses a similar example is Deuteronomy 20, verse 1. When you go out to battle against your enemies and see your horses, chariots, and people more numerous than you, do not be afraid of them, for the Lord your God is with you, who brought you, out of, who brought you up from the land of Egypt. Not only is it uh, an example of showing that, again, God is on your side, but look what he's already brought you through. Look what he's already uh, taken you through. Look, he's already brought you here. He can bring you through a lot. You know he can bring you through a lot more. You're through words. You know he, can, you know he did it once. He can always do it again. Amen. Um, this is why when the Israelites went to battle, they were never to fear the enemy's horses, chariots, or the outcome of the battle would never be determined because the outcome of the battle would not be determined by mere uh, military strength. The command not to be afraid was based on God's power and faithfulness, which has already been proved to Israel, during, again, with their deliverance from Egypt. 
Another thing we can do is um, during our times of battle is to pray to him. Amen. Uh, under the law, people fought, again, people fought their battles in the flesh with the spirit of God on their, in their front and midst. And Judges 20 and 18, uh, the Lord is using, let's go back here. Judah would go uh, go before his people to praise God for victory before the fight even began. Yep. Uh, Him before the battle and during the battle is saying that, God, I trust you. God is fighting, during this, God is fighting in the spirit. And you can trust him longer and stand longer while you're praising him through whatever you're going through. Amen. God uses praise as a method of conversion. Praise will divert the enemy's attention by turning their minds from their intended course of action. And God is inhabited in the praise, making himself not openly displayed now openly displayed, and that he's actually fighting the battle for us. That's right. <laughs> God becomes convert in, uh, in the praises of his people. Mm-hmm. Covert. Amen. Mm-hmm. I like that. So today I talked about the, that again, we can't fight these, this battle in a spiritual, in a physical realm using uh, weapons of the flesh, be it blood, family, friends, or whatever. We have to fight this on a spiritual realm with truth, righteousness, faith, steadfastness, perseverance, hope, joy, and patience. I talked about the different armors that we uh, need to put on in a spiritual world in in our faith and how to actually, what to do during our actual battles. And that is to stand firm, knowing that uh, that don't having the gospel of peace, knowing that he God is going to bring us through whatever, and praising Him throughout our circumstances. Any questions, comments? Well, Mark, I enjoyed it. I I I, um, I like the way you broke that down for us, Amen. Both spiritually and naturally, and. Um, Amen, and uh, thank God you didn't start doing no stuttering and stuff because I know you was really scared then, but we bless God for you, amen, and we thank God for the lesson that you've given us tonight, amen, on the spiritual weapons and armor used in this battle called life because we have to be able to understand that we are going to have battles, and we do all, all of us have battles. You know, we may not we may not be in a place yet in the Lord to be able to know that it's a battle. But, you know, we always love to blame the devil on everything, but you're in a battle. That's a battle. Instead of always giving the devil credit, just just begin to say, this battle, I'm in a battle. Amen. There's a battle going on with me today at work. There's a battle going on today with me in my flesh. You know, I'm going through my emotional changes and all that stuff, and that that's a battle. 
That is really a battle. And guess what? It's really nobody. It's nobody's battle. It's between God and the devil. You just happen to be in the midst of it because you allow the devil to come in and do some things. You allow the devil through your through disobedience of the spirit of the Lord or taking your time about doing what God said do. That enabled the enemy. Gave the enemy. Uh, a running start. It gave him a head start to do what he knows to do according to your will, the will of your flesh. And so and that's why we have to understand that we all have battles. All of us do. If you wake up mad, that's a battle. <laughs> if you if you wake up disoriented and can't find, can't figure things out for this day, guess what? That's a battle. Amen. And we just want the, the, the people to understand and know that your life is a battle. If you wake up and just don't feel like doing nothing, I just don't feel like doing I don't know what's wrong with me. Guess what? That is a battle. And it is the battle of your life called life. Amen. And every one of us go through something on a daily basis. That is a battle. And the thing is, is to win that battle, to get the victory on that day-to-day battle, we've got to be able to know how to employ the word of God. Hallelujah, Jesus. To be able to employ that which God has equipped us with, to be able to sustain and allow God to go before us and fight this battle. And what do we do? We praise God. We praise him because we have to be able to send Judah first, as Brother Mark was saying. The Lord God inhabits the praises of his people. He gets in those praises, and praises become like a covert, amen, on our behalf. So, therefore, if we're not praising God and we always got our lips soaked out or we always sad or we always going through some kind of disillusion and misunderstanding, discouragement or whatever, find out what battle, find out what started that battle, find out how to get out of that battle real quick before it set in during the day and during the night. Well, you have to lay down on that thing. Find out. And find out, ask the Lord to give you the word of God to be able to get freed up from that thing. Put that thing on the altar. Amen. And be mindful of it the next time. Because, see, if we go on, you know, lackadaisy every day, you know, and we just, oh, everything's all good. Everything's all perfect. I'm just feeling good. I'm just not. I got money. I got this. I got I got a roof over my head. I got, you know, I got food to eat, da, da, whatever, whatever. Everything's just working again. You still got a battle. There's a battle going on within you. Everything may appear to be all right, but you still have a battle. Because guess what? If the devil is not bothering you, if the will of your flesh is not rising up against the word of God, something is wrong. Because the spirit lusts against the flesh, and the flesh lusts against the spirit. When? How often? 24-7. Amen. Good, good, good lesson, Brother Mark. Are there any other comments? Go ahead. I was saying this was a good lesson. Thank you. Amen. Are there any other comments uh, before I pray this out? Okay. Amen. Uh, Father God, thank you for bringing us all together tonight uh, to study your word. Uh, so we can not only get to know you more, but to love you even more. Uh, Thank you for letting us know that the battle 
is uh, not physical, but uh, that is on the spiritual realm. And thank you for being on our side through that battle. Yes. Lord, yes. help us. Lord, help us not only stand firm in the peace, knowing that you not only are going to win, but you have already won our battles for us. Yes. Yes. Help us stand back. Help us stand out of the way and let you do your let you do your work yes. and and actions throughout our life. And Lord, uh, help us become even closer to you where we praise you, no matter how bad our situations are, no matter what we feel like it's every other day, that we're able to praise your name and to know that you are, again, fighting us on our behalf. Yes. In Jesus' name, we pray. Amen. 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 God bless you, brother. God bless you. Amen. Good night. Good night.